Yep, it's me, Dan DeBoot. I am at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival doing comedy chats. And my guest today is Kyle Kinane. Welcome to um, Australia, I guess. Yeah, thanks. I saw your I saw your show last night, actually. I was there in the oh, audience. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Oh, I gotta say, it's probably not the sound you want to hear when someone sees your gig. <laughs> what a letdown! <laughs> no, <laughs> I let you down because um, oh man, I just don't deal well with medical chat. Not to burn any of your oh, material really? now, but I was just like, oh man, can he move off the doctor stuff? And you had like a solid half hour. Like, it felt like it felt like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I you was know, just like, what 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 is it that does it that pushes you away from it? I didn't think I went into much detail. That's what my friends went... said when I looked at them like I was going to faint. They were like, oh, and he was making jokes. And I'm like, yeah, but I just, I'm, I don't want to give away too much. Um, but I'm just literally terrified that I'll get gout. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> we're all going to get it. Here's a trick. We probably already have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's it, isn't it, with um, doctor stuff is you kind of, you know, you go, oh, that was the day I found out I had that disease. It's like, yeah, but how long did you have it beforehand? You know? Yeah, yeah. That's that even my mom was saying, like, yeah. So I guess like I probably got gout right about this time. She's like, I, you've had it. <laughs> like if you got it, you've had it. It's not something. But it's oh. I I I. Uh, it's such a dumb. It's like it's not something you would really even go to the doctor for. It's one of those things like ah, this kind of hurts, and you just deal with it for your whole life. And I just like all right. I'm going to go because of, of overall, like, I got to get a lot of stuff checked out. But the main guys are like, I think I have gout. And like, yeah, you got gout. I went to the doctor once and they had a sign on the wall saying, please, only one complaint or like only one. You can only come in for one problem per visit. Oh. And I'm like, what? I kind of wanted to stack them all. Yeah, because everybody thinks like, yeah, it's like, well, I'm going to pay for this. Yeah. But really, I'm going to get the five other things checked out. I'm sure they get that all the time. Can you also, since we're here, yeah. since <laughs> since we're here, um, did you? So okay, so do you like go to the doctor and then just race home and just whip out your notebook and be like, "Oh, this is gold." It broke. It broke my writer's block. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I got nothing going on because I even make jokes about. It. I'm like, I'm a straight white dude whose life is going okay. That's not really, you know, what people are lining up to see. Let's hear this guy talk about how things are going okay for him. <laughs> <laughs> like gout, finally. Oh, got something to bitch about in the world. <laughs> yeah, Look how I'm relatable to you guys again. Look at this. I got something's this, wrong. Yeah, my friend was the same. Um, I mean, not the same, worse than you. He got cancer. That's and way since, worse. Since That's then, so much worse. Mate, <laughs> since then he's toured a comedy show. He now does public speaking <laughs> and he's written a book as well. That's that would that's the darker part <laughs> of comedy. Yeah. Which is and I only feel like Bobcat Goldwave. Do you know Bobcat Goldwave? Yeah, yeah. Because he went up before me at a show and was just talking about how... It's, it's Gallows here, but I'm prefacing with how dark this is, but like him talking about how his life, you know, like things are going wrong, and then Robin Williams is his best friend who killed oh. himself and all that stuff, and I had to follow him like... So jealous of how much new material he was gonna get out of this, <laughs> <laughs> and he brought it up. He's like, "Man, that was funny." <laughs> but it's like comedian to comedian joke. You can do that, but nobody. I shouldn't have said that right into a microphone for people. No, it's <laughs> it's all good. It's only going online. It's only going online. And so. nobody uses that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll <laughs> never catch on. Um, it is that thing though when something does go wrong. Working in comedy, you just have that thought where you just go, 
well, at least this will be material. Yeah. Or it's or it's in the hands of people capable of processing tragedy. Mm. Like, hopefully for their own benefit, but also for the consumption of others to be like, ah, it's like when you hear a friend of yours like broke up or got dumb. Like, oh, mm. it's terrible. This is gonna be fun to watch yeah. for a few months. <laughs> Brilliant. But then on the other <laughs> send hand, me updates. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this is gonna be good. You got a show tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be at the show tomorrow. <laughs> but also, but comedians that I think some of them purposely cultivate turmoil. <laughs> you know, there's some comics I know that will get into situations that are just like, you know, you you you're running dry on jokes. And so you're getting involved in stuff <laughs> that you know is going to be catastrophic just because you gotta you need to jumpstart some writing. Like, it is nice to sort of agitate a bit though, just to sort of play like a, a, a what if game in real life with it, the humans that surround you. It is like but it, after a while like people cotton on. Exa- yeah. it, well it's well it's just also getting exhausted. Like like I've seen every version of a party. Like there's no like at two in the morning. But then we're going to... No, no. No. I know it's going to happen. <laughs> and that's not where the comedy comes from. Now I'm like, man, you ever just hang out at the grocery store in the middle of the day? There's some real creeps around there. <laughs> and that's like... And I didn't have to put myself through bodily harm. I didn't have to tax my organs by staying out too late doing God knows what. Like, I just had to sit back and observe. Oh, that was so much easier to get my work done. We, you, last night was your, your first show after you'd landed, so it was your, your trial show, right? Yeah. So just out of curiosity, how much is going to change? I got another, probably another half hour that'll be woven in. Theoretically, yeah. Because like here, you know, you get your hour ready and then you tour the festival. So yeah. you do Edinburgh. And, and in the States, is you get an hour ready and hopefully you get somebody who wants to do a comedy special for yeah so that's what i'm getting i'm recording it in may so now i got a surplus of material that i'm trying to find that perfect hour for so i'm gonna filter out some of it uh you know it's about, about like probably an hour and 45 minutes to work with yeah be packed into that and you're kind of just um from that say hour and, a qu- and three quarters mm-hmm. you're building an hour every night Do you, how tempted yeah. are you right if you've got something that it's absolutely it kills every time, it's just mm-hmm. solid, it's red hot, it's it's genius, right? How how tempted are you to always keep that in, or do you want to keep? You know that works, but you want to try out the other stuff and get that up to level as well. You mean something that works from stuff that's in previous shows and previous specials? No, like you've right got now? something in your hour and forty five that like, you know is great. Do you use that now, or do you know that's great? I'm going to use other stuff and try and get that up to the same level. If there's a solid anchor, you know it's good to have that around. Mm. Like, oh, there's new stuff that I put it in, not hitting. Here we go. Here's a, here's a uh. little chestnut for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> get them back on board. Let them know you know what you're doing up there. That's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, I I was listening to some. You get locked in, especially with like these festival shows where it's the same thing every night. And that's madness to oh, me. Oh, insane. Because I don't yeah. come from a theater background. I don't come from going out like doing plays and where you do it. But the intention's different behind and the motivation behind the character's different, but the mm. lines have to That's madness to me is doing the same thing every day. So this is like some weird TV interview with a Frank Langella, just old actor. And he was talking about new comic or new actors coming. He's like, Oh, I didn't do it right. I did it different than last night. He's like, yeah, you should do everything different all the time, yeah. which doesn't, you know, help out with consistency sometimes. <laughs> but there's that Louis C.K. adage: like, you start if you have a bit, a bit that you're closing with, start with it next time. 
and then make something else strong enough to be the closer and then loop that through and then making the next bit strong. So now your whole set is filled with things or bits that are all strong enough to be closers and you can interchange them while you're on stage. Yeah, because, I mean, my idea of hell would be doing the same thing to a different audience every night. Yeah. It'd be be so disingenuous because it'd be like, uh, look yeah. at me! I'm just coming up with all this stuff, and then you pause, and then you look, and then yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So the other street, I was uh, the other day, I was walking down the street, and I ran into every comedy premise ever that starts with uh, <laughs> that, that started on that street. We were all on that street walking down it the other day, and it was Swanson Street because we're in Melbourne, but <laughs> yeah. we're in Sydney. It's Pitt Street. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> there was some old comic. I guess he would just be on stage, like. Anyway, so I was at a, hey, you in the audience, give me a name of a grocery store, Ralph's. Anyway, so I was at Ralph's the other day, <laughs> utter disdain for it. But oh, yeah, yeah, I can't, like, I, uh, there's some stuff that stays the same. There's stuff, like, some, but opening, I always have trouble opening, so I try and just do something that's just silly that happened. <laughs> like, right, and if it's dumb, I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's dumb, because it just happened. And what did you do last night? I'm trying uh, to remember. About how I typed nachos oh. into, into Uber. <laughs> I did that last week. Uh. I was talking with my girlfriend. I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, let's get nachos. I'm like, you're right. Let's go. And I just wrote it into my phone. I'm like, can't, car's not coming. Like, you can't just write nachos. <laughs> We'd just gotten off a flight and we're real tired. That, that's a great idea for an app, though. Yeah. It would collapse two apps together. What you, well, in LA, where they have a thing called Postmates, and it's just Uber for food. So you could order food. And then the car will go get it and bring it to you. Oh. Granted, you're gonna pay fifty bucks for a cheeseburger. Premium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you really started to say like, "How bad do I want that?" And then you slowly talk yourself into it. Like, it's yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it works both ways. The old um, this sort of app economy that we've got these days. It's like I am so hungry and stoned that I will pay fifty dollars for a cheeseburger. And then on the flip side, there's someone who is like, "I am so desperate for money <laughs> that I will work for." Th- $3 an hour on my bicycle delivering food just to pay rent. I'm going to get you that cheeseburger. I'm yeah. going to go get that for you. And you're like, oh, now I hope that anyone who does like these food delivery services, you see the bicycles everywhere here. They're all on bicycle. Yeah. Just like opening the door and there's that like tacit acknowledgement, just like looking in each other's eyes. Like, I am paying this much money for one burger. And they're going, I am working for so cheaply to bring it to you. Like, oh. I almost got hit by three cars yeah. because you can't go get your own dinner. Yeah. The shop is from below your building. Like, oh. This is this is the ultimate in decadence. As my girlfriend oh. and I both ordered a pizza from the same place, but I used the Postmate service and oh. she or no, I used their delivery service. The the pizza place and she used Postmates just basically race. raced pizzas yeah. back to the apartment and the Postmates was faster no because the delivery guy like they're taking five other ones Lots driving different around Postmates was just getting mine I'm like oh, oh worth the money I wish you hadn't <laughs> put that thought in my head now because I know I'm going to do it like I'm going to go home one night like I'll see a few shows I'll go home it'll be like half past one there'll be like one place open online and I'll be like all right. Oh, it's the most <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down gladiator shit I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Race your pizzas to me. <laughs> 
Line up your chariots and bring me my wares. <laughs> the second pizza arrives, just look at them reproachfully, mm. just like, no. Door opens. Where did you get a lion? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're renting an apartment, but you have a lion in here. <laughs> just in a toga. It's, yeah. just, it's just bones and blood yeah, leading yeah. up to my yeah. apartment <laughs> and nervous pizza delivery guys. Yeah, there's one pizza. The first guy gets there. He's like enthroned in the corner, just sitting there like a, a young lord. And then yeah. he walks the next one and it's just like, like, today is not your lucky day. I will take the pepperoni, but now. <laughs> Why do people keep delivering there? Well, tips like eight bucks. He's like, a really good tipper. <laughs> it's totally worth it if you're first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you spin the dice. Yeah, oh, spin the dice, roll the dice, spin the wheel. I don't well, know. You can do whatever. Make up your own rules, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, oh, God. It is bloody tough being a straight white male middle-aged in comedy, isn't it? it, it you know, <laughs> it's like I just can't relate to anything that's going on now. Oh, it's so... And I, I'm American, so... Oh, man. How many strikes against me can Are I Are you collect? doing... Last night I did notice you did say, oh, I'll just not do any political material, but, um, I mean, surely, oh, God, you can't avoid it. Or do you consciously you avoid it? Do you consciously, consciously avoid, it? avoid it? Yeah, there's... I mean, who's... Every major new, everybody's covering it. It's in yeah. your face. So as far as jokes, I'll let that. I'll let the more capable political comedians handle the humor. Uh, on yeah, that. it's a, probably a really <clears throat> smart call. And for me, like I'm just more worried about coming up with evergreen material. That especially with political stuff, I mean, it's gone in a flash. You burn it so quick. Yes. And my whole focus is like, well, I got to get a new hour to put on a special. And I would like if that special is good enough to be able to be revisited throughout the years and not seem dated. Mm. So <clears throat> I try to make it. Yeah. That is true, actually, because when you do watch like old comedy specials, they're like, you know, how about Dukakis? And you're like, what is he on about? Well, yeah, everybody worships Bill Hicks, but he's mm. just screaming about Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Really? That's what you were that mad about Billy Ray Cyrus? That's yeah. what you were angry about? Just wait and see how his daughter turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, God. But it's like nowadays, like, you think about what's the equivalent, like, who, who's everybody, you know, just nickelbacks a punchline. But yeah. It's like, but it's also kind of a lazy punchline. Like, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, they're good. They're not good. I get it. <laughs> I'm trying to think about the whole idea of you know, m making material that what you, you don't want it. You don't want to date. You don't want it to be political. Mm. Um, is that like something you've specifically said for yourself as like your mission statement? Like have you been like, here's how I'm going to create comedy? I mean, it wasn't specifically, but like as far as what I'm right, like I'm more invested in it if it's personal and it's about me. I also don't feel educated enough i don't think anybody knows how it really works so i get upset when it's comedians of any there's older comedians with a little bit of wisdom can say like this is what i've learned in my years but i last thing i want to hear is a 23 year old telling me how the world works yeah you <laughs> don't know dick you don't like i want to hear a 23 year old go like i don't know anything about what's happening like that's what i would like to hear like that's fascinating like oh good you're you realize how the world works mm. But just anybody that th I'm also, I fall in line with conspiracy theorists. And all that. <laughs> so I was talking about like last night, like I like it. I'm entertained by it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to secret meetings or anything. Or, or am I? <laughs> uh, but I'm more entertained with those theories. So to, to, to really believe that like we're picking Donald Trump because like, nah, that's just the 
whoever's really in charge. Like, oh yeah, here democracy works. Looks here's here's your choices mm. and and pick out one. That's of those. that's truly mm. disheartening. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's like parents going like, oh, you guys are gonna pick out what you want for dinner tonight <laughs> of these three things that we have the ingredients for <laughs> and can make in the house. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all disgusting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can have whatever yeah. you want. We've got a, a, a bag of choices. flour and a shoe, but, but yeah. you have a choice. We're letting you choose. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're letting you choose. Um, I've I've heard it said that people say like um. When you aren't sort of beholden to what's topical and, and what's, mm. you know, in the zeitgeist right now and you do just want to talk about the things that – the personal stuff, the stuff that happens to you, that makes your comedy stronger because it cuts down barriers to entry. So more people can sort of – if it's a more universal mm. feeling. So if you are talking about just, say, running late. Yeah. Then people can be like, oh, my God, I have run late, so have I. But if you start talking about, um, hey, did everyone see this news story about Miley Cyrus – Half the room yeah. might be right, might, might be like, of course not. Yeah, and it's also I I, I feel like w- even just friends that aren't comedians that I've grown up with can are going to comment and be funnier than half the comedians I've seen. You look at a news story and be like, oh, and they're going to whip off one-liners that are even funnier than comedians. And I'm mm. upset that those friends never got into comedy with me. <laughs> but it is, I mean, it, it you know being at a festival and it's all about you know this. I I was making fun of it. I did Edinburgh. And it's like I feel like the trick is like you just have to start your show with some phrase some engagement like these are the lessons my father taught me mm. and then you do whatever you're gonna do and at the end you'd be like and those were the lessons my father taught me it was like oh it's amazing it's amazing the way he tied it all in together yeah and that's all you did that was just a college thesis paper trick yeah where you just put the introduction <laughs> you rest- and you put all fill fill out the middle for the page count and then restate the introduction and the conclusion yeah those <laughs> those comedy festival shows that sound like um when when um you were like 11, 12 years old, and you'd have to do your public speaking assignment. Yeah. And, like, there'd always be someone who'd get up and just be like, my public speaking speech is about trying to come up with ideas for a speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Pizza. Bicycle. A plus. Yeah. And so that I, I do feel, though, like, when it is something personal, like, you walk away from it knowing that, like, there's, it's a little more enriching when you walk away knowing somebody like oh i get that guy now i get that guy i relate to him i don't i just met him over the course yeah. of an hour in a one-sided conversation but i get him. but then something else will come along like sam simmons or something that's just like this is just silly silly fun <laughs> and i'm so thankful that i get to see this in the middle of everybody like and then uh, man then i was uh, broke up with my girlfriend i was lonely like there is this wave. Sometimes of, it's nice to see a man smashing a taco on his chest. Like, absolutely. <laughs> this is what I, this is the palate cleanser. It's weird to use the word cleanse about a Sam Simmons set. No, <laughs> it's messy. <laughs> yes, it's the messiest cleanse I've ever experienced. Oh. Well, thank you for thank you for coming in um, today, and also you know. Get back to your notebooks and sort out tonight's show, please. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks.